before I dive into this episode, I want to invite you to a free live workshop with me. It's June 13th, and the topic is bad managers. I love this topic. I know you probably don't, yet you need to know the types of bad managers and what to do because you might have some mediocre leaders on your teams. Please check it out. It's June 13th. It's free to everyone. You just need to go to awesomeleader.com slash bad dash managers. Once again, awesomeleader.com slash bad dash managers. Hope to see you there. I'm not going to convince you one-on-one meetings are important. I know you know that. Instead, I want to share with you five mistakes leaders commonly make when they hold one-on-one meetings. Changing your approach after learning these mistakes will help you hold more impactful meetings. You'll save time and you'll feel better about your leadership and your work. And while there's a lot you can probably change, when you think about your one-on-one meetings, I want you to start by learning about just these five mistakes. I'm Lila Willingtown. I'm an executive coach and the creator of Awesome Leader. I've coached founders, VPs, and C-suite executives worldwide for over 25 years. I make it easier for leaders to make decisions, guide their teams, have difficult conversations, and have fun in their roles. Yes, that is possible. I love what I do, and I love my clients. My number one passion is making it easier to lead and manage teams, no matter what your title is. And in my online coaching and training programs, I create leadership ease through 15-minute lessons and weekly group coaching. This podcast is a weekly shot of tangible leadership advice. All episodes are just around 15 minutes. Let's get started. Welcome to the Leadership Shot. I'm Lila Bullingtown, and in this episode, I want to share with you five mistakes leaders make in one-on-one meetings. One note before I get started, when I say live meeting time in this episode, it could be in-person or virtual. It's the meeting time when you're meeting in an office or conference room with someone or meeting virtually over Zoom, Google, Teams, and so forth. Okay, so when I say live meeting time, that's when you're actually having meetings. Okay, I'll start with the most obvious mistake first and one that you can tackle today, literally after you listen to this podcast. Mistake number one, inconsistency, inconsistent scheduling of one-on-one meetings. I'll start with this. Just stop canceling or rescheduling these meetings. Stop bumping them for other things. Look in the mirror. Make sure these meetings happen consistently. I think if they don't, It happens because you allow other priorities to come up and bump these meetings. You look for easier things to do so you can avoid some of these one-on-one meetings. Maybe because you're not prepared or maybe because you just don't like spending time with this direct report. So when your boss pings you with a request that could take 30 to 60 minutes of your time, you choose to do that versus hold your one-on-one meeting with a direct report. I think this is an ego issue. You want to deliver for your manager. You want to impress them. And you're allowing your feelings, your need to demonstrate your value to take over and make a poor decision for you. That desire to show your value says, you know what? It's okay to bump my one-on-one meeting with Lila. It's not a big deal. Well, I think it is a big deal. Your job as a manager, your job is to help your team. That's the number one priority. I think delivering for your own manager is number two, number three, We're not putting it in order, but it's not number one. And by the way, if you deliver for your team, you're already fulfilling your role, the expectations your manager has of you and your role. 
So think about if you are having problems with consistent one-on-ones because you are choosing or allowing other things to take priorities. Another thing that you can consider is if you regularly bump one-on-ones, maybe you're just having them too often. Do you need to hold them weekly? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on the person's role, tenure, current work projects, and other items. If you change to bi-weekly and you're still bumping them because of other priorities, then frequency isn't the problem. You are. You are allowing these meetings to be bumped. All right, mistake number two, treating a one-on-one like a status report. If you're discussing what you and your direct report can cover in Asana, Slack, or email, you're seeing that one-on-one meeting time as a live status report. That is highly ineffective. I feel it's a waste of your time absolute waste of your time and a waste of your team members' time. Here are some common questions that show that you may be treating one-on-ones like a status report. So if you're asking some of these questions and they seem innocuous, they seem friendly and interested and authentic, they really, though, are wasting your time. So are you asking questions like these? What's going on with this project? How are things going with the update? How's collaboration with marketing going? Those questions are all, how's it going? Give me a status report type meeting. And that's not what one-on-one should be for. You can be covering that in email, Asana, Slack, whatever your process is for that. You can get short answers to those items in written status reports. And I don't think you should use your live meeting time to discuss them. Just a waste of time. It's inefficient for you and also your team member. Mistake number three, short-term thinking. Thinking three weeks out in a one-on-one versus three months out. Many leaders view one-on-ones as how they can plan and forecast for roughly the next month or the next couple weeks. So what's going on this week? What's going on this month? So they kind of end up just kind of planning out about three weeks. In the moment when you do this, it can feel good because you and your direct report look at your to-do lists and you're like, wow, we're actually covering a lot. We check things off. We take them off. We delegate them. We discuss them. And you actually get a sense of relief because this week or this month all of a sudden looks easier, it looks better, you feel like you've been planning, you feel like you've been working. Yes, you've been planning. Yes, you've been working. I just don't feel like it's the most valuable use of your time for a one-on-one meeting. I feel this is short-term thinking that makes it more likely you're going to come back to the same items again and again. Instead, I want you to consider the projects you and your direct report need to plan for the next quarter. Which skills and behaviors does that individual need to hone that they're going to highlight in the next quarter? Or is this a bi-monthly one-on-one discussion around performance? Is this an opportunity, this one-on-one for you to, again, to think like not just three weeks out, but to think like bi-weekly every two months? And maybe it's a discussion right around performance. What I'm getting you to think about here is, again, think more long-term in these meetings. You can also think about what you've been hesitating to discuss with your direct report. What have you been pushing out or pushing to the side and saying, oh, I don't want to worry about that, or oh, it's not a big deal? That is probably a three-month or long-term topic, or it's a topic you just need to have in general, like maybe their performance, they're not meeting expectations. So my goal here is, again, use the little live meeting time you have, whether it's in person or virtual, to think more than a few weeks at a time. View your one-on-one as more planning time to think more planning, going out like a quarter versus to-do time. It's planning time, not to-do time. Mistake number four, treating everyone the same. Here what I mean is, I mean treating all your direct reports like they're the same. 
And this is also something that applies to your overall leadership, not just one-on-one meetings. And that's the idea that you need to treat everybody the same. You know, you got to be fair. That's the best thing to do. You really want to be fair. You want to give everybody the same amount of attention, the same amount of time, the same amount of brain power, the same amount of everything. Be fair, be fair. I get it. You want to be fair. However, you have different people with different roles and different needs and different priorities. You have some experienced team members, and what you discuss in one-on-ones with them is different than what you discuss with members with less tenure at the company or less experience. So you need to treat people differently and treat one-on-ones differently. You may find, for example, that a struggling team member means that you meet more often and you do cover things like status updates because you need to use that regular live meeting time to coach them on changing behavior and to see what they've changed in that period from the last time you met with them, coach them around a behavior, a skill to change because, again, they're struggling and how they're using it now. Now, Really, I want you to consider there's no template or plan that works for all one-on-ones with all team members. I want you to give yourself permission to use your live meeting time differently. I find that sometimes leaders fall into the trap of treating everyone the same because they hand over the process and planning of the one-on-one 100% to the employee. And here's why. Because that's an accepted best practice. Allow the employee to plan the one-on-one. Give them the direction to decide when to meet and what to discuss. You want to empower them. You want to give them, again, the ability to say, this is when we meet, this is what we're going to discuss. And yeah, that is the best practice. It's even one that I recommend to people. Yet I think If you are not having effective one-on-ones, I want you to consider if you're using that as an excuse. You're like, well, you know, Lila, you know, I'm really telling all of my employees that they're really in charge of the one-on-ones. I want you to consider if you're using that as an excuse to avoid thinking about what you need from this person to reach their individual team and company goals. You're choosing not to treat your time differently with them, to treat them differently because you are supposedly empowering them to run the one-on-ones with you. Some direct reports can run one-on-ones with you. In others, you need to play an active role. Again, it's okay to treat people differently. You can view your leadership as personal. That makes you a better leader. And think of it this way. Don't you want your manager to see you and your needs and your one-on-one meetings as designed for you? You want them to treat you differently, right? Because you are unique. So decide what the purpose of one-on-ones with your team members are. Which team member, which role, what's their current problem, opportunity, purpose, so forth. It's okay to treat those meetings differently. Mistake number five, poor or no documentation. Hey, I get it. You're back-to-back most days. You have tons to do. And guess what? That's no excuse for poor documentation of your one-on-ones. Those one-on-ones can help you write complete, thoughtful, performance reviews, maybe biannually or annually. Your one-on-ones can help you see and make the case to promote your team members. Your one-on-ones can help you see patterns of poor performance and help you work with HR to decide if a performance improvement plan or a PIP is the next step. But your one-on-ones will only do these things if you have documented them. This can be much easier than you think. Start with just five minutes after each one-on-one, writing down what you need to remember. What did you delegate? What should you decide? What will you and the direct report do differently? Delegate, decide, do. Those are the three Ds. There are lots of different ways to think about this, and you can use any method that works well for you, that feels good to you, to help you remember what to document. Sometimes people like the three Ps. What's the progress, plans, and problems you discussed? 
start by just writing a few things down. Okay, let me recap the five mistakes that I want you to avoid with one-on-one meetings. Mistake number one, inconsistency, inconsistent scheduling. Mistake number two, treating a one-on-one like a status report. Mistake number three, short-term thinking, really thinking about the one-on-one in terms of like, what can we get done in the next few weeks instead of the next quarter? Mistake number four, treating everyone the same, really feeling that you have to be fair and therefore all your one-on-ones have to be the same. And then mistake number five, poor or no documentation. And this list can apply to your one-on-one with your manager too. It's not just how you can think differently about one-on-ones for your team members, okay? I hope this has been useful and you can think about what to do differently for your next meeting, your next one-on-one, so you can become an awesome leader. Let me know your questions and thoughts. You can reach out to me at podcast at awesomeleader.com. I'll talk to you next time. Before you go, please hit subscribe or click to follow this podcast. This tells me that the content I'm sharing is helping you, your team, and your company. You'll also learn when the next episode drops. And if you'd like weekly emails from me with more tips on how to move your leadership towards awesome, visit awesomeleader.com slash podcast. You'll receive notifications of free webinars and free resources. Also, if you want to learn how to bring the first and only online leadership program with lessons under 15 minutes to your teams, visit awesomeleader.com. You'll learn all about my online coaching and training program, and you can check out a lesson. Thanks for listening to The Leadership Shot. 